Hello, hello. Thanks, Jasmine. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks, worship team. Uh, it's, it's such an uh, honor to bring God's word uh, this morning. It's such a different vantage point to be up here uh, looking out at everybody and, and getting to stay up here a little longer than just the announcements. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think we have a great word. I, I, you know, the, the difference is when we come here, uh, I, know, I know the message that I'm going to speak and I'm going to share, and it's, it's so good, I wanna, and I'm all excited to share. So I hope you guys can track along. This is a great um, a little book, uh, another um, uh, short story with good news. That's the title of our series that we're going through, short stories with good news. Uh, last week, we started, Pastor Glenn started it off with the, the book of Ruth in the Old Testament, and now today we're going to jump over to the New Testament and look at a little book called Philemon. And um, before I thought it was pronounced Philemon, because in high school I had a friend from the Philippines named Philemon. And, uh, you know, uh, I thought, hey, let's read the book of Philemon. And, um, you know, we, we figured it out. It was called Philemon. Okay, so now you guys know. It's called Philemon. It's between the book of, books of Titus and Hebrews. If you can't find those, then just look at the context of your Bible. You'll find it. It's a little book. It's one chapter. So uh, if you want to say, hey, I read a chapter of the Bible today, and, you, you know, you could read uh, Philemon, and you could read the whole chapter. It's 25, uh, uh, 25 uh, verses. But, you know, when, when we said that we heard um, uh, short stories, I thought to myself, Toy Story. You know, I thought Pastor Glenn said Toy Story. So, no, just kidding. We're going we're gonna to look at the book of Philemon. But I want you guys to humor me and go along with this. Uh, I love this song, uh, You Got a Friend in Me. That's the title of this message. You know how it goes? Try to finish this uh, line. Ready? You got a friend very simple, right? Again, you got a friend in. Uh, though the road looks rough ahead, um, and you're miles and miles from your. Jasmine, you can come on in. Nice warm bed. Nice warm bed, right? Okay, and then at the, at the end it goes like this. And as the years go by, our friendship will never die. You love those friendships that uh, no matter how much time has passed, that, uh, you know, students, you get the call or you make a call, hey, what's happening? And you guys are, you know, I'm 20 years old again, and what's happening? And we're talking story and stuff like that. I love good friends and good friendships. I'm so blessed to have uh, friends from, I think we go back to seventh grade. I've, I've spoken to people who have friends, you know, from elementary school, and they're still in touch. That's awesome. And it's good when you can reconnect and things like that. And that's kind of a little bit of a... a a snapshot of our story today. We're going to look at three friends who uh, got to, um, you know, um, well, I, I won't spoil it. There's, we're going to look at three friends in the Bible, in the book of Philemon. One of them is named Philemon. That's his name. And then um, another uh, person is named Onesimus. And another person is uh, Paul, other no, otherwise known as the Apostle Paul, or, the, you know, the, the great Apostle Paul as we know today. But, um, yeah, thank you for humoring me with that song. You got a friend in me. I hope it sticks in your head today and it stays with you <laughs> in a good way. Uh, but let's pray. Uh, let's open in prayer. Father God, we're just so grateful for your word that you've given us uh, the books of the Bible, Old and New Testament, and just your, your presence that comes through the word of God and, and shines in our hearts and guides our, our lives and our and our minds and our thinking, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit to fill us uh, today, and we just ask you that you open our minds and our hearts to hear your word today as you speak it. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so like I said, uh, it's a little book called Philemon, 
25 chapters, written by the Apostle Paul. They speculate in the summer of uh, A.D. 62. So 62, you know, like this is 2023. This is 62, you know. And just think there was a year one, zero, zero. And the funny thing is we, we mark time by uh, Jesus Christ, right? Before Jesus, B.C. and A.D., uh, Auto Domini, the year of our Lord. And this is uh, 60, 62, you know, uh, uh, roughly. And um, same time that Apostle Paul wrote the book of Colossians. Um, now, this letter, I'll just give you the 10,000-foot uh, view real quick. It's a letter that um, the Apostle Paul was writing to a, a man named Philemon. So Apostle Paul was writing to Philemon. Apostle Paul was in, in uh, house arrest in Rome, okay? So if you can picture on your map, he's in Rome, and he's writing these letters to all over, Ephesians, uh, you know, Corinthian, uh, uh, the people in Corinth, and uh, Ephesus, all of these peop uh, places, and he's locked in, in prison, and he's writing these letters. He wrote a letter to uh, the, the folks in Colossae, and, um, which is uh, modern-day Turkey right now, so if you can picture where Turkey is along the Mediterranean and Rome, it's quite a distance. Uh, so he's writing a letter to his friend um, uh, Philemon, Apostle Paul's writing to Philemon, uh, about a person named Onesimus. So these are the three friends here, and um, Onesimus is a runaway uh, slave, okay? Now, when I say the word slave, it's not the type of slave we know in America when we think back to uh, plantation. Uh, back in the old days, uh, slavery in ancient times, you, we know Egyptians, they had slaves. They probably made the pyramids, either them or the aliens. Whatever you choose to believe, I don't know. But uh, anyway, we had, you know, the, the uh, Egyptians had slaves, Romans had slaves. All over in Mesopotamia back in the ancient days, uh, China you know, had slaves. Uh, so some of them weren't even, um, you know, it was a very different concept. Some chose to, to work, uh, you know, for their um, master, whatever, and uh, to pay off debts. If they had a debt, they would work it off. And that's just the system that they worked out. Different people groups worked out different systems. So just, just keep that in context when we say he's a runaway slave. Uh, we don't know what happened uh, in, the, in the book, but we can read extra biblical uh, texts and, and, and piece these things together. But anyway, that's the big view of it. Um, you know, Apostle Paul's writing to um, Philemon, okay? That's kind of the situation. And like I said, Paul was in house arrest, uh, so um, he could have, you know, visitors come and go. Let's take a look. Chapter, we'll start off in chapter 4. Uh, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. I love the way Paul writes this. Uh, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. Uh, in the Lord Jesus. Um, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good, good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement <laughs> because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of God's people, of the Lord's people. So Paul already knows, uh, Paul knows uh, Philemon. He, he uh, probably discipled him, that's what they think. And, you know, over the course of time, they got separated. Paul's now in Rome, but he's writing back to his friend, his friend in, uh, in uh, Colossae. And so even in house arrest, that's, that's the thing I wanted to point out. You know, he's writing all this stuff and encouraging, and he's using his time, he's making use of his time even in house arrest to encourage, encourage people, yeah? So I, I believe that's a good uh, model for us to use our downtime, sometimes we say downtime, to encourage other people, right? Um, that's a, such a good thing. In uh, verse 8, it says, Accordingly, though, 
<clears throat> I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required. Um, yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. For love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. So Paul is really writing Philemon, to, uh, asking him if he wants, can he, can he take back Onesimus? And we'll get into this whole thing later, but he sees potential in Onesimus, <coughs> Apostle Paul, and he, as he's visiting him in, in prison, he kind of ministers to him, being his <coughs> spiritual dad kind of thing. So he's saying, uh, I, I, I could you know, just command you to do what is required, but yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. Paul, an ambassador, and now a prisoner also of, Je of Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, um, whose father I have become in my imprisonment. Uh, formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. Um, I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. Isn't that nice? Uh, he's writing uh, in... in um, uh, Paul is actually, um, you know, one of the fathers in the faith. And when he writes his letters, he usually writes, he starts off with, I, the Apostle Paul, and he writes his letter. But in this one, he says, <clears throat> Apostle Paul, when he starts his letter, a prisoner for Jesus Christ. That's, a, you know, showing humility, I think, and, and showing that he wants, he wants uh, to appeal to the relationship that him and Philemon have. Not like, uh, I'm going to tell you how to do things even though he's, he's uh, Philemon's church father, so to speak. Very interesting, yeah? So this is just a little part of uh, the book. And um, Paul, like I said, he saw potential in this guy, in Onesimus. And he spoke into his life, and he, he discipled him. And he, this is a model of what discipleship is. You know, seeing potential with, a young, young fo young, with the young folks, we can say, uh, you know, and, and speaking life into them and, and helping them to grow. And probably hearing his story, <clears throat> winning him to Christ even though he was in house arrest. So way to go, Paul. That's the way to, um, you know, be an example of a, of a disciple. So uh, as we hear in the, in the story, you know, uh, Onesimus hit the road running. And, you know, he ran like the wind. He, he took off. We don't know what happened. We don't have all the details on that. But Onesimus and Philemon, you know, they were in that relationship. Onesimus decided to take off. <clears throat> and... Um, he asked, uh, and then Paul's asking Philemon to take him back, right? And he didn't want to pull rank. You know, some people, they'll just quickly pull rank. It's because I'm your boss. You got to do what I say. And, um, and I understand with kids, it's give and take. You know, sometimes you, you kind of have to do that, and you got to let them know your authority. But appealing to love, love's sake, I like that. I think we all should try, try love first, right? Try to appeal in love. And hey, let's talk this out rather than just going right into uh, either pulling rank or trying to up somebody. And, you know, then that, that's where pride can, you know, rise its head, right? And we can, we can just uh, seek to just be, be right and hammer, hammer the person down. <coughs> so I love that. I, I appeal to you for love's sake. Um, so Onesimus, this is funny, his name is Useful. The name Onesimus is Useful. So if you, those of you having kids, you can think of a name, you want to think of a name for your kid, or name him Onesimus. That's a good name. Useful. Uh, but, but, or, or not, or Jeff, whatever you prefer. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but anyway, his name is uh, Useful. Did you notice Apostle Paul said, he was once useless to you, now he's useful. Paul did a little play on words there because uh, his name means useful. And, um, you know, um, after, he, after ministering to Christ, he's no longer a runaway slave, but very useful as a brother in the Lord. 
So that, that's, a good, uh, that's a good word. Um, I love the, the Greek uh, names, right? Onesimus, Philemon. It reminds me of a story of this guy who's in ancient Greece. And he's, he's looking for a specific tailor, you know, to have some alterations done on his garments. And he walks, he walks into this one tailor shop and he's looking for a specific guy. He says, Euripides? And the, the owner says, no, I am Hemides. It's <laughs> a little thing. You know, the, the, the name, the name is, because he's a tailor, he Hemides. Anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. I've been waiting 40 years to share that joke with somebody. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, kind of. You laughing at home? I hope so. Laughter is good medicine. Laughter is a good medicine. Let's go to verse 15, okay? Verse 15. Uh, for, for this, perhaps, is why uh, he parted from you for a while, uh, that you may have him back forever. Um, no longer as a bondservant, but uh, more, more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother, especially to me, uh, but now uh, how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So he, what he means by in the flesh and in the Lord, you know, he, he has them back. He can have them back physically, but he's also a spiritual brother now. In the Lord, in spirit, spirit they can get along now. With, you know, they can identify um, together as brothers and sisters, brothers in Christ, right? Especially to me. Uh, it says in 17, um, so if you consider me your partner, uh, receive him as you would receive me. Uh, if he wronged you at all and owes you anything, charge it to my account. Philemon 1, 15 through 18. So did you, did you notice that he says a um, couple of things? Um, uh, if you consider me your partner, okay? Uh, I believe uh, we are all uh, partners in, in, in the, the big C church. We are New Hope Kapolei. We know brothers and sisters in New Hope Leeward and New Hope in town and in uh, um, the different uh, New Hope family in the four square denomination. And that's just one denomination. And we have brothers and sisters in, in all um, the world. And uh, the Big C Church, we, we, we are now discipling each other in our, our church, right? Discipling, encouraging, contributing, learning, doing life together, right? As partners. So we're partners in this church. And then we, we break that down into different ministries. We've got the ushers. We've got the, the hospitality folks, the, um, the um, musicians, you know, the, the worship team, um, and, and many, many more, right? Uh, the office Folks are working up at the office, the information, everything. All, all, these, uh, all of us are working as the big C church as partners, right? So Apostle Paul is talking about, hey, if you consider me a partner, <clears throat> won't you receive him? And if anything, uh, if he's wronged you at all, owes you anything. So this is where we speculate uh, Philem um, Onesimus may have stolen something from uh, Philemon and ran away. You know, you never know. So we're going to kind of speculate a little bit on this. But uh, it's good because uh, we, can, we can identify with some of these characters. Maybe some traits that we, we have we can identify with more than others. And maybe we, we, we can speak life in the end. So... On my account, he says. So this is the doctrine of imputation. We hear uh, like what Christ does for us. Christ takes our sins. He asks us to give him his, our sins. And then what is he? He gives us his righteousness. What a crazy uh, exchange that is, right? Who would do that? Who, who would ever do that? But Jesus, Jesus does that. The king of the universe does that. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. Wow, our sins for his righteousness. Uh, that's, that's what uh, Paul's talking about. Um, or that's what, you know, when he says, charge it to my account. God charged uh, our sins to his account. And on the cross, he, he said, it is finished. It is paid in full. 
you know, then, and that's the good news. That's one of the good news uh, for today. Um, so let's look at these three friends, right? Let's, let's take a little look at them and um, open it up, dissect it a little bit. Uh, so Philemon, you know, the, the owner uh, of uh, Onesimus, <coughs> uh, the, uh, he ran a house church. He had a little house church. His, his wife was in there helping out, and his son, they call him a warrior for Christ, <coughs> um, you know, he had a little house church, but he was the victim here. He's like, man, I, I got, uh, things are working out good, you know. I got Onesimus, and they probably had a good relationship, or I don't know, because Onesimus decides to run away, to take off, and, um, you know, leaves Philemon stuck now. It's like, oh, who's going to do all the stuff that my uh, Onesimus did, my, my servant? Uh, sp- so speculation has, he could have stolen something, maybe they had a disagreement, uh, I don't know. He, but he was a good man, as we know. But he was wronged, and he, he, he could feel it. And he was like, man, I don't know. And um, I don't know if I should go turn him in or call, call the uh, officials on this guy, because he could have, you know, according to Roman law. If you have a runaway slave, that's, that's not good. They used to brand, if you are a slave, some of them, they brand, uh, you know, fugitivo, whatever it was, fugitive, uh, F on, on your head, whatever it is. Let people know you're a fugitive runaway slave. It's a dangerous thing. Um, and then we have, uh, <coughs> you know, it could have been, uh, could have uh, wound up with bitterness or whatever, um, you know, and unforgiveness. Um, and like I said, he had the legal right to, to pursue it. That's Philemon. And then we have Onesimus, you know, the, the, the former servant of Philemon who ran away. The runaway, we call him. Uh, he's, he was fed up with whatever it was, maybe his disagreements. Maybe what happens sometimes when we act like that. <coughs> Uh, we, come, um, we come to that point where we start to feel guilty, you know, some of us. And so, I don't know, speculating, he, he might have felt some of that onesimus and unworthy, you know, after you have uh, kind of run away. <coughs> so, that's our second character, and then the Apostle Paul. Okay, the Apostle Paul is kind of in the middle here as the, um, as the great mediator, right? Uh, he says he's, um, he's bound to Christ. In the, word, in the Greek, it's bound to Christ, you know, a servant of Christ. And uh, if, if I want to bound, be bound by any, anyone, I want to be bound by Christ. If I want to have a master, I want Christ to be my master. Yeah, I don't mind to call him my master. He knows the best, right? He, he created me. He, he knows me. He has my best interest in mind. So I would like to be bound to Christ, just like Paul. Okay, uh, this is a personal letter to Philemon to do the right thing, to take um, Onesimus back. Um, he's an apostle, apostle. He's an advocate, right? He's advocating for Onesimus right now. He's, he's saying, hey, Onesimus, uh, you know, you told me that story of, uh, you know, your... Um, your old boss, uh, Philemon. I think I know him. Is, isn't it weird? Um, so I'll get that to that later in a little bit. But um, yeah, they were on opposite ends of the spectrum, right? The, the victim and then the, the perpetrator, basically. Okay, so we'll look at these characters in uh, uh, similar situations. And um, they might have, uh, you know, w- what can they teach us, you know, looking at this? So there we go, Philemon. Onesimus and Paul, okay? We got that. So, as a victim, like I said, um, you know, now you know, just speaking uh, on, on that, if you've ever been wronged, if you've ever been uh, cheated, you know, if you've ever been, have somebody taken, something taken away from you, uh, man, it's, it's not a good feeling. I've, I've had that. I've been ripped off my car. I came back one day, oh, my car, my, my stereo was gone. This is back in the day, you know? And I'm like, wow, you feel so violated, right? 
And then you get mad, and then he's like, man, where are those guys? You know, I want to go get them. Then you start to think this. Remember, the, the Lord is, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, right? So, uh, you know, but I wasn't Christian, so I still to go, go find who and get my stereo back. But, um, you know, stuff, stuff that goes through our minds as a victim. And victim, we can be very big, heavy, heavy things that we have to go deal with, or very small, very small incidents um, that can, um, you know, get us or set us off, you know. Uh, offenses. So we, this brings up the, the offenses. You know, I still remember talking to a guy and trying to uh, share with him, come to church, you know, w- with us. And he says, I don't like to go to church. You know, uh, I had a bad experience at church. Now, you know, you know, take God out of the equation. Yeah, and I, and I had a bad experience. I don't want to ever go back to church. I asked him, what happened at church? Well, I came to church one time, and, and the guy in the front told me, hey, button up your shirt. <laughs> and that was it. A small offense. So button up my shirt. I don't know. This was back in the 70s where he liked to wear his shirt open. And hey, well, you know, feel free, whatever. But anyway, he took offense, never went to church again. And that's a pretty sad story if you think about it. Because I don't know what happened with his eternal thing. So we, if we don't deal with offenses, uh, you know, if we sweep them under the rug, guess what happens to the rug? There's a little pile of junk under the rug. <laughs> and when we walk, we trip over it because we've just kept, you know, brushing offenses under the rug. We don't want to do that, right? We want to uh, take care of things uh, biblically, right? The Bible calls it the root of bitterness can set in, especially if we don't uh, talk about it. We just let it fester. Oh, man, that guy told me to button my shirt. Who is he thinking is telling me to button my shirt? I'm not going to go to church. Even though there's this, this, all this good stuff, yeah, eternity and good life and everything, he, he took offense that root of bitterness just so if you have a root, it, it just grows into what? A plant. You get a root, and then it sprouts, and then you're just full of bitterness. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and, and, of course, we understand, you know, big offenses have to be dealt with with a professional way. So hopefully. Um, that's in Hebrews uh, uh, twelve fifteen. by the way, the root of bitterness, if you want to read about that. We don't want that. We want to deal with, with, with offenses. Um, can cause unnecessary stress and burden and weigh us down. And it's just, it's a scientific thing that it'll just, you know, even work on your body. Your physical body gets uh, all tensed up. So we got to let that stuff go. Let offenses go, um, that kind of thing. And uh, by the way, we, we deal, we talk about this, this topic in Finding Freedom. In our, our life group, Finding Freedom, we talk about the, the, this topic. Uh, and then the words that we use, you know, can make a big difference in our lives. And various other topics. Uh, so, so good. It's such a good um, uh, study. I encourage you if you ever want uh, to join up with Finding Freedom. The next person, uh, we talk about the runaway, the prodigal, right? Um, uh, he, you know, he, he might have made some bad decisions in life. <clears throat> uh, we may, may have made some bad decisions in life and decided to run away. You know, a- everyone runs away at some time or another, whether you run away in your mind or you physically get up and run away. Um, you know, uh, running away from maybe our past problems, uh, you know, running away from our mistakes. Um, you know, the one thing you can't run away from is yourself, <laughs> yeah? So whenever, wherever you end up physically, you're still there. <laughs> it's still you, you know? Uh, you're still mad at that guy who told you to button your shirt, and you can be miles away, and you still, uh, you know, you're still you. You can't run away from our problems. We have to deal with our problems, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. We can get stuck in a, in a bad place in our, in our mind. <clears throat> and then, you know, after, like I said, 
the repercussions. Um, now, when, when, when um, Onesimus, I mean, now, when, when um, yeah, Onesimus is, is um, going to up to Paul, up to see Paul in Rome, that's, uh, what, 1,300 miles? Gosh, that's a long way, okay? That's a long way to, to walk. If you think of modern-day Turkey down here, and then, you know, the uh, Italy boot over here, and Rome is in Italy, so that's far. And he's probably walking, kicking the rocks. I don't need that job over there with, with Philemon, blah, 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 whatever, mumbling to himself. Who knows? You know, getting, getting, working his way to Rome, but then meeting up with the Apostle Paul. Now, if you're going to talk to anybody, Paul is a good guy. You know, he knows, he knows a thing or two about ministry. <clears throat> so he probably, you know, made his way over to Paul and talked story with him. Hey, I had trouble with my, my former boss and blah, blah, blah. And was, he, he was in Colossae. What was his name? Uh, Philemon. Philemon, he had a house church, right? And Apostle Paul knew him. And then there was a weird, this little triangle of friends. Like, I know that guy. I'll write a letter. And so after, you know, he was, he was uh, ministering with, uh, Paul was mi ministering with uh, Onesimus. They got to be friends with each other. And like Paul says, he's like a son. <coughs> and um, uh, this is the time where, um, this is the time to reach out. Reach out uh, to someone and get some help. So if this is you, if you run away. And then there's going to be the lies, right? So uh, get some help before the lies start creeping in. You know, yeah, my, name, my name is useful, but it should be useless. You <laughs> know, talking, that's the devil talking right there. You know, uh, I, I, you know he treated me bad or whatever. Uh, I'm glad I stole money from him. Crazy thoughts start creeping in your mind as you go down this road, right? Uh, you're trying to run away from your problems. And, uh, you know, that, that's the lies of the devil will, will come. And, and you start to believe them. And then you start acting out this way. And we've seen people go on that trajectory, and it's not good. And that's why we're here. We're the light of the world, Jesus said, the salt of the earth. We're the, the lamps on a hill supposed to, uh, you know, bring people uh, to the saving knowledge of Christ who's going through these kind of things. Or if we're going through Please let us know. That's what we're here for. This is the church. We want to. We want to get past these kind of things, right? Being a victim or or being the uh, the one who got stuck and made some bad decisions in life. Isn't that all of our stories? Amen. Amen. Still awake? Sorry. Praise God. <laughs> hey. Um, so the the next guy, like I said. Uh, um, the next person here is the uh, is intercessor. We all need an intercessor, someone to stand in the gap for us. So that's um. In your notes, it says, stand in the gap. Paul is the intercessor. Uh, you know what the gap is? I, I love this illustration where they had, um, somebody did an illustration. What is like standing in the gap for someone? Well, if someone's back here and they have troubles and, and they, they really feel out of sorts and man, I just don't know where to turn. I can't really fight for myself. I feel like I'm going down, uh, you know, whatever troubles I'm going through. Uh, and the devil is kind of attacking from this way. The, the person standing in the gap will come like this and pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, re rebuke this devil, re rebuke this, and, and kind of stand in the gap until we can get brother or sister here to, uh, you know, uh, get it together and minister with him. But standing in the gap, that's what it is. I love the fact that we're able to stand in the gap for each other. You know, what are you going through, brother or sister? Let me pray for you, right? And that, that's, that's huge. So let's be willing to stand in the gap. Let's be an intercessor. Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, and then uh, uh, B is um, we may underestimate our own influence on others. 
You, you might not think it's, it's a word. Well, I, I might have a word for Nino, but he's probably heard it already, so I'm not going to share with him. You know, share it. Say a word. If God gives you a word, share the word with somebody. For, uh, don't just let it go out, uh, you know, stay in your mind. Because that person could likely, um, and I've had that happen to me a few times, you know, whether sharing this or that, somebody will come and say, hey, you know what you spoke? That was, that was the, for, for me. And I've heard, you know, other people, you know, say, hey, that was a good word for me. And, uh, you know, if we wouldn't have shared it, they would have never heard it. So don't ever underestimate your influence. Um, uh, stories of my, uh, my dad's influence on me, you know, um, walking by, telling me, good job with my art, you know, or, you know, actually um, constructive criticism, like, hey, man, that, that eye is kind of crooked. That's kind of big eye, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, he's right. You know, he's right. Thanks, Dad, for pointing that out. Get the eraser. And, you know, in a gentle way, he would, he would help my, my art and learning uh, about uh, you know, uh, drawing and stuff. And our influence can, doesn't have to be really big, but it can be in a life group. When you join a life group, we can, we can uh, minister to each other. It can be like uh, uh, taking the time to listen uh, to somebody. But anyway, going back to the uh, influence, it can be like uh, having a dinner with somebody. That, that's, a, that's a personal thing, breaking bread with someone, having a meal, having a dinner, or a, having a coffee, or just even a texting, texting one another. Nowadays, it's so, so good. And I have three good friends that are on a text loop, and I, and I see one of them right now. You know who you are if you're watching? Hey, brother. So, you know, it's, you know, it's the guy in guy text, yeah, when we write something, how's it going? And then we write, okay. And then we know each other, we're good, <laughs> you know, just by doing that, because it's a guy thing. We don't need many words. That's why, like I said, I, I don't speak too much, too often, this long, so uh, pardon me if I uh, cough. But um, you know what? Those kind of texts, you never know. So we text each other, and then I have other friends, I'll, I'll text them, hit them, hey, how you doing? Here's a scripture that I read this morning, whatever. So I had uh, the uh, event the other day, I just texted a friend, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. How's it going? I get back. Uh, I'm with my mom at ICU right now, in the ICU. And, uh, oh, okay, it changes everything now. So I'm glad I, I, I touched uh, and saw how, how my friend was doing. If you're watching, I hope things are okay. Mom had, had to get some kind of feeding tube going on. And I hadn't been in touch with him in a while. But um, this is where uh, we never know. So I sent him the scripture, and basically he wrote back, hey, thanks for the prayers. You know, I needed that. And sometimes people will write you back, thanks for the prayer, and it's a cursory thing. But when, when their mom is in the ICU, you know that the, the thanks for the prayer had weight on it, yeah? It has a little more weight because uh, they're going through stuff. And we never know how, who's going through stuff. So imagine the potential you have, just like Apostle Paul being in his little prison cell and, and you know, not say, woe is me, and just, you know, crying in his uh, bread and water, whatever they gave him, I don't know, um, was probably Italian bread, though, because he was in Rome. But anyway, I don't know. You know, he, instead of crying, he made use of his time. He was, uh, you know, he was writing letters. Hey, hey, Philippians, you guys didn't do this. Hey, Corinthians. And he wrote two letters to the Corinthians while he was in jail. Come on. And we're, we're out here free roaming around doing what we got to do. We can, we can speak life into people. Amen? Amen? So let's do it. Let's stand in the gap. And, and let's not underestimate our influence on other people. Okay? Uh, yeah, a friend of mine, he, uh, 
he was, uh, he was uh, in a gas station, working in a gas station, and I had uh, driven up in, in uh, my dad's old Cadillac. <laughs> He's like, whoa, nice car. Anyway, this is a, lo- a whole other long story, but he asked me, uh, hey, man, how you doing? And this is before I was really in church. I mean, I had heard about God and church and stuff, but I was doing my own thing, chasing, uh, uh, chasing my own dreams, uh, you know, doing artwork and whatever. But I, I had um, been going to this... Uh, different kind of church. And then he says, hey man, you going to church? I go, yeah, we, I'm going to this one church. And he goes, hey, we got to talk later. So we, we talked and he invited me to this uh, other church. It was a you know, church that had good doctrine, solid doctrine um, for the most part. And I learned a lot from that church. So it was because he um, you know, uh, spoke to my life and invited me to church that uh, it started me on my walk and my journey, my faith journey. And that's all it takes. It's chance meeting at a, at a gas station or whatever it is, and you just build a conversation. You never know what you're going to affect the course of someone's trajectory. If I hadn't have driven into that gas station, I don't know what would happen. Now, uh, and then C, it says, be a good listener. We have in our notes. Be a good listener uh, as, a part, as we partner together in the work of the Lord. You know, and I'm guilty of this sometimes. Uh, you know, you're listening to the person and they're talking, and, and it's an interesting topic, and you think, what am I going to say after them? I'm like, hurry up and finish what you're saying so I can say something. <laughs> just be a good listener. Just, just chill and listen, okay? Um, and uh, ask questions. You know, ask some good questions. Um, you know, no need to, to say a lot of stuff. Be a good listener. And, uh, you know, we've, talk, we've talked about this before with Pastor Glenn and, and us in the meetings. Sometimes you'll go into a situation, kind of like, you know, my, my friend's mom who's in the ICU or whatever. It's a, it's a hard situation. And you don't have to have all the words. You know, Pastor Glenn confessed, I, don't, I didn't know really what to say, but the fact that you're there, the fact that you sit with somebody in their time, that's, that's huge. That's, that's big because your presence is, is something, you know, it's physical presence and stuff. Uh, so be a good listener. And that doesn't only mean with your ears, yeah? It means, you know, just uh, be there for, for folks. If they want to uh, cry, you know, the Bible says we, we, we cry with those who cry, we mourn with those who mourn, we rejoice with those who rejoice. Um, and, um, and indeed, it says... Uh, uh, you know, practice, uh, th- this is, uh, what, in a nutshell, what we just talked about. The Hawaiian practice is called ho'oponopono. It's basically doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. So um, when uh, Apostle Paul is writing to uh, Philemon to, to take uh, Onesimus back, he's trying to, uh, you know, uh, Make, make restitution, make right this situation. The whole Ho'oponopono is like, hey, come on, guys. Can we just uh, get together? And uh, he, he saw something in, in Onesimus, right? And he wanted to, um, he actually wanted on- Onesimus to stay on with him and be servant to him. He confessed in his letter. But he says, no, I think I want to send him back to you so he can benefit you and me. So this is in, all in this little book. And this is the great thing. It says short, uh, short stories, um, you know, with the good news. Uh, we can find good news. It, it doesn't have to be a big, major book. We can find it all over, okay? So, the last one is, um, you know, just like Apostle Paul, uh, we can be the, the person. So, if we've been a victim, or if you've, you know, done something, bad decisions, 
But now let's look at how we can be like Apostle Paul, right? And those are some of the things. Um, the good news is that we can go through things uh, <clears throat> on either side of the spectrum, but we have an advocate too. We can be the advocate, we can speak, but in, in the bigger scheme, we have an advocate with the Father, right? With Jesus Christ. And, and he's the one in the big picture. Uh, let's read this uh, um, from First John. It says, um, I write this to you, so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So he's assuring us uh, in 1 John um, 2.1 <coughs> from the NIV that, hey, you know what? If you do sin, and guess what? You know, <laughs> I think we're going to sin. Like it or not, we're human. But if we do sin, we have an advocate of the Father. And that's, that's why it's so important for confession, daily confession. Like they say, keep this slate clean. Keep short accounts with God. Hey, you know that, that one time, Lord God, uh, yesterday or today when I was working out this situation, it didn't feel too good. Can you uh, um, forgive me and give me wisdom for the next time and keep a, a, a short account with God? And then amen. And then, you know, you're, you, you know God says he'll forgive us. Um, what does the Lord's prayer say? Forgive our trespasses as we what? Forgive those who tra trespass against us. So keep, keep those short accounts with God. And, um, and then uh, I love this one. It's from uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come and the old has gone. <clears throat> uh, um, uh, the new is here. Amen. The, if anyone is in Christ, uh, the, new, the new creation has come and the old has gone. Um, the new is here. And I, I think I had a keychain with this imprinted on it. You know how you have those keychains? And then the other one I had was uh, whatever, whatever you do, work, whatever kind of work you do, work as unto the Lord. I still remember these keychains. And it's really good to just have a little scripture to, to look at it, to remind yourself. But anyway, I, I still remember on this one, it's always that image of a but, uh, butterfly. And we know that butterfly, when it talks about, uh, you know, if anyone is in Christ, new creation has come. The old is gone. So the caterpillar, used to be caterpillar, is gone because he, he went through a, a metamorphosis, a change, uh, and he turned into a beautiful butterfly. And that's why we named this the Meta Center because it's metamorphosis. We, sh we should come in here and be changed, okay? So when you walk out there, don't be surprised if you sprout these wings out in there. No, just kidding. If you do, let me know. Call me, call me up. I want to see. <laughs> for you got to go in the cocoon first, I think, right? For that stage. Anyway, uh, I, ho I hope we are changed. I hope every Sunday we're a little better, a little different. You know, walk out changed from God's word, right? Uh, it's not about, uh, you know, the person who's ever speaking. It's about God working in our hearts and our lives. Um, so whatever God, whatever um, life throws at us, you know, whether whether um, it's it's the good 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 news or the bad news, you know, if we don't make the best choices, when we need some wise counsel, remember, <clears throat> don't listen to the lies of the devil. Trust God's word and God's truth, and 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 like the Bible says, the truth will set you free. When we focus on the truth and not the lies, okay. And uh, yeah, I just want to end this part in, in a prayer. Lord God, thank you for uh, your word and that, uh, that story of how um, uh, Apostle Paul saw that he needed to make some reconciliation with these two men, his two friends, uh, uh, Philemon and Onesimus. And I thank you, Lord, that you have placed the boldness like, uh, uh, like people like Apostle Paul who just gave us a, a lot of the New Testament and inspired us, Lord, uh, from from where he was uh, and, and to where he
where he, he was, where he came to, uh, to just be a, a servant of you, Lord, uh, um, bound to you, Lord God, to do your will and your work. Allow us, Lord, to use these examples and to speak life to people, Lord God, as we go out and to be good listeners and to use our influence and just not be shy to just give a, give a praise, give a, 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 some kind of uplifting word to a friend because we never know what they're going through. So we just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks, everybody. And, um, you know, uh, I just have one last thing. You want to know how that story ends with uh, Apostle Paul and Philemon? Well, in the, in the uh, you know, other church, church books, it doesn't say in Philemon, but it says that he, uh, he took them back. Uh, Philemon took Onesimus back, and guess what? Uh, Onesimus turned, into, turned out to be a, a pastor at the local church at, 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 uh, at Colossae, and that would never have happened had, had all of this not transpired. So isn't that good news? That's really good news. You never know where people are going to end up. So uh, I just wanted to share that. You know, I didn't want to leave you hanging. Like, what happened to that guy? Did he, did he ever uh, get back? But, um, yeah. That's the good news. And uh, hey, hey, uh, one last thing, too. If, if you're here or if you're on, uh, online and if you never made that commitment but you decided, man, I, I really want to walk that walk with everybody and walk that faith journey, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, if it's in your heart to really uh, change your life, you want to start now. And start, it starts with a prayer and then let us know and then we can give you some uh, 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 Bible and um, a yes packet it's called so wherever you are click on that uh, I, I choose Christ so I've decided uh, on the link and if you're in here uh, just uh, say this prayer and then let us know um, we'd love to pray with you again after but uh, the prayer goes like this uh, Lord God I, I acknowledge that I need you Lord I'm a sinner and I'm in need of grace so I just ask you Lord to come into my heart now and be my Lord and be my guide and my savior and um, and um, continue to walk with me the rest of my days. I choose you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, let us know. Otherwise, uh, good, good day. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to the New Hope Kapolei Messages podcast. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's message and that it brought you inspiration and encouragement in your journey of faith. If you'd like to listen to more messages or stay connected with us, Visit our website at newhopecapole.org or follow us on social media. Remember, no matter where you are in life, there is always hope and a new beginning in Christ. So let's continue to grow and learn together as we pursue a life of purpose and impact. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Aloha and God bless.